You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Jay's actually going to uh, yeah Disney World. When are you leaving on Disney Sunday? World, yeah, Sunday morning. Yeah, but. But crack of dawn. Well, actually, even before the butt crack of dawn, it won't even be sunlight yet. <laughs> By the time your your flight leaves, so is this going to be like your? First... No, we're we're driving. Oh shit, you're driving. driving. Oh, there yes. you go. All right, yeah, yeah. that's probably that's safe. why we're leaving so early. Yeah, smart. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not driving all in one day, are you? No. Okay. We're stopping in uh, somewhere in Alabama, I think. Mm. So I'm oh, almost yeah. a almost a twelve hour drive for the Ooh. first day. And how many days are you spending at the park? Uh, we're going to stay a couple of days in Alabama because we got some friends that are mm. that live there, and then uh, I think we're getting to Disney on Wednesday. Fun That's man! Awesome. So, so doing like a four day park pass thing with the yeah yeah. Well, we're doing we're doing uh, two two in Disney and then two in uh, Universal. Oh yeah, you got to man. Do the Harry Potter yeah. world. Mm-hmm. Oh um, yeah, we did that for my fortieth, uh, yeah. Jenna. Surprised me with a oh, nice. trip to Orlando. Nice. We did, uh, yeah, did Harry Potter Day, and then uh, not the not the new Star Wars one because that had yet to be open, but um, hadn't been open. Yeah, 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 I guess that's Hollywood Studios that has their own little Star Wars world, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, they really did it up. Have you been? No, so this will be your first time back since the new uh, Galaxy's Edge opened, right? Yes, nice. yeah. This will be actually this will be the first time back since oh, when was the last two thousand? No, 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 ninety. 97. Wow. Was the last time I was out there. You're kidding. It's been like over 20 yeah. years. Over 20 years. Well, I'm... Uh, it's nuts. I don't even know if they have any of the same rides open that were open in 1997. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> by then they've cycled through everything. Uh, mm-hmm. Splash mm-hmm. Mountain is gone. and uh, No, Space Mountain is gone. Pirates of the Caribbean yeah. has been totally redone, right? And has uh, been, yeah, completely revamped from the old the old Pirates of the Caribbean that what used you, to be. What are you looking forward to the most besides Star Wars, obviously? Uh, Besides Star Wars, yeah, you know, I kind of, I kind of want to see what they're doing with, uh, you know, how they've done the updates for like Pirates of the Caribbean, um, the what was it, the Tower of Terror? Oh, Um, yes, my favorites. Yes, yes, I I, because I remember going when that Tower of Terror there. Yeah, and uh, with uh, Universal, of course, obviously want to do do the Harry Potter stuff. I I went to the one in California. I don't know about. Five years ago, the, the Wizarding World. And, Did they have one there? No. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty cool though, but it it was not nearly as big as what I'm seeing on the the Orlando yeah. uh, side of it. It's so. the only downside of uh, the West Coast. They just don't have the real estate. That you, 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 yeah, you yeah. Drive when you drive into Disney World and you're like seeing fields, like you know, swamps mm. mostly because it's Florida, but uh, you really feel mm-hmm. like you're going to another place. Whereas in California, yeah. just like, oh, you see other buildings and, and houses across mm-hmm. the highway. It's, like, eh, it's not really creating the illusion the way that right, uh, yeah, right. Disney World does. Uh, very cool, man. Yeah. Well, we're not talking about Disney this week. You want to hear us talk about uh, uh, Disney yeah. stuff, uh, check out our episode from a couple of weeks ago uh, where we had uh, Taryn Ryan's Princess Diaries podcast. Uh, it was our crossover episode. We talked all things Disney, so check that out. Uh, and I guess we'll be getting a review of the actual Disney World from Jay uh, when you're back in a couple of weeks, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But for now, 
Uh, we're going to be talking about a different topic uh, on this week's episode of The 16-Bit Gladiators. That's right, uh, right here on the Next Wave Radio Network. I'm your host, Joel, and I'm joined always by Jay Gunn. Hello, Jay. Hello, hello. Except when he's not heading off uh, to uh, fantastical theme parks across the world. Uh, and uh, serial podcaster uh, Mark Zamora is once again gracing us with his presence. Hello, Mark. Hey, hey. Happy to be here. Too bad we can't see you. Have a little technical difficulties, but uh, we can hear you loud and clear. I blame the rain. Good. Now, when's the last time? Blame it on the, the rain. rain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when's the uh, when's the last time we had you on, Mark? What was the last episode you guessed? I want to say it was the Zelda episode. Was that recently? Oh, that shit. was relatively recently. It feels like a while ago that because was... it took a while yeah. to edit that one. But uh, yeah, about a month or so ago. Uh, and before that, you were on the uh, video games music volume two episode we did. I think mm-hmm. back in May. Uh, been on quite a few mm-hmm. times, so looking forward to uh, having you on again and hearing your thoughts about the topic du jour, which this week we're going to be talking about uh, Metroidvanias, uh, and I'm I'm just going to go ahead and assume that everybody listening knows what that is, uh, although to be fair, until a few years ago, that uh, that phrase was Greek to me, but uh, yeah, you, you can't Google video games without uh, seeing the phrase Metroidvania, but that's not going to stop us from uh, defining it and uh, talking about some of our favorite games in that genre. Uh, but before we get going, a uh, little plugs here. Uh, again, this is 16-Bit Gladiators, uh, our video game-themed podcast. You can uh, find out all about us on 16bitgladiators.com, where we have links to our social networks. Got a little Facebook page, 16-Bit Gladiators there, of course. And also on Twitter, you can follow us at 16-Bit Gladiators. Tell us what your uh, your favorite Metroidvania games are, uh, and uh, hopefully we'll have some on your list. Uh, all right. You know what? Before we get into it, um, because Jay, you were gone a couple of weeks ago, uh, and it was too bad because we had had some news breaks, some breaking news uh, that yes. I really wanted to talk to you about, and we have not yet talked about the Steam Deck announcement oh, from a few God, weeks back. Yes. And uh, I could just, I could feel you, uh, you know, much like Obi-Wan Kenobi when Alderaan was blown up and he felt the, the force <laughs> from across the galaxy. I could feel you uh, in your, your squeals of delights at the announcement of uh, the stream, Steam Deck. So uh, tell us what that is for the uninitiated. So the Steam Deck is, it's basically, imagine a Switch, mm-hmm. but it's a PC. Mm-hmm. And it can play all of your your games from Steam, um, and basically because it's a PC, you can also get all your games from other stores like the Epic Game Store or mm-hmm. the uh, GOG or uh, Itch. Uh, a bunch of indie games. If you if you like a bunch of indie games, nice. Itch is a good place for those. Um, but you also have <laughs> a wide range of emulators yes. that you can put on this thing as well. <laughs> I, uh, I saw you uh, text us a few days ago when, uh, mm-hmm. what was that, a little, uh, little SD card that's uh, already compatible with it? Yeah, yeah. It's basically, um, there. there's a, uh, y- you know, like the little Raspberry Pi computers mm-hmm. yeah. that you can, you can put a bunch of retro games and stuff on it. Uh, there's a, several different versions of stuff, uh, of like systems that people put on there. One of them is called uh, like retro pie. And then there's Batocera, which was what this one was. Yeah. And Batocera also has stuff that works on PCs. Mm. So it's not just on the little raspberry Pi consoles and you can basically just install Batocera to a SD card mm-hmm. 
plug it into your Steam Deck, reboot the thing, and then boot up into Batocera, and you've got all of your emulators, yeah. all of them, you know, all of your games ready to go. It's a nice, uh, you know, a nice clean interface that's yeah. uh, uh, joystick or controller controlled. Mm-hmm. And the nice thing about Batocera that, that RetroPie doesn't have is they, they keep their emulators more up to date uh, with the latest versions that are coming out. But they also have access to way more emulators. Oh wow! So you can you can get things like, uh, you know, the uh, I know RetroPie just recently added uh, GameCube up to you know Dolphin up to GameCube. Oh. But Batocera also has Wii U. Oh. They got PS2, <laughs> PS3, Xbox, oh. Xbox 360. So all these things. While they while they may not necessarily run on the Steam Deck, they'll definitely run on a PC. Yeah, that's the risk you take yeah. uh, with emulators and, and running them on PCs anyway. Even if you have a, a souped up, dedicated um, you know system, it doesn't guarantee right, you're right. going to be playing your your GameCube games at sixty frames a second. You know, right, right, absolutely. But yeah, I, I do know that this thing has. I I know this because I I, I watch several different. Uh, YouTube channels where they're they're going through and they're doing these little mini PCs like the little Intel Nucs and things like that that mm-hmm. you can get and there's been several of them uh, that are not as powerful as what we're seeing is going to be going in the Steam Deck wow. and they're playing things like Wii U and PS3 and wow. stuff like that so it should be capable of playing these things so basically uh, it's you know, a uh... the eighth generation nice yeah, it's so it's basically and also uh, even up the Switch actually. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. You mentioned a Wii emulator or Wii U emulator. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, isn't that what the Switch is basically? All your all your Wii U games you ever wanted to play are, are right there on the Switch. Yeah, it kind of is. It's like the it's like the successful Wii U. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, the, the the Steam Deck is uh, you know a PC emulator's wet dream. Uh, especially the one to take it, take it portable, huh? Very much so, very much so. It yeah. is a cool little looking yeah. piece of hardware, man. I've impressed with, with mm-hmm. what they've done. I th- it seems like it's a little heavier, maybe a little bulkier than uh, uh, the Switch, but it is a little bit. It's to be yeah. expected. Um, Mark, have you yeah. uh, seen the Steam Deck we we talk of? Yeah, I've I've kind of I haven't looked really deep dive into it. Mm-hmm. It sounds really cool. I wasn't sure, so it's interesting to hear that it's a so it's like a Windows based machine. Not it's not like Android or something like that. Well, yeah, it's not Android. It is running SteamOS by default, um, which is their it's their fork of Linux that they do. That's um, yeah, they've kind of stripped out all of the stuff that you don't need for gaming, and just leave it straight for the gaming stuff. Plus, they've got their own oh. custom you know yeah. overlays and things like that that go on it to to make it more of a console like experience. But it also has the ability to, you know, when you plug it up to a monitor or whatever, you can just flip it from Steam interface into the normal desktop interface if you want to actually use it as a computer. Oh, that's um, nice. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, for the most part, and... you, don't, you don't want Windows mucking up this, this little sleek machine. Like, it's, <laughs> exactly. not, it's exactly. not optimized for that uh, form factor or for that screen size uh, or, right. or just yeah, that period. Windows is not optimized, right. period. So um, right. you're better <laughs> right. off. Right. But the nice thing really is... Feel, Joel. <laughs> right. And another thing, fuck Bill Gates. But the, <laughs> but the nice thing is, is that because it is a PC mm-hmm. and and Valve have come out and said it so you know if you want to just wipe it and reinstall and put windows on it you're yeah. 
go for it. And you we're have not going to gonna stop you. We're not going to restrict you in any way from it. So yeah, you have to imagine that when they're um, designing this thing, they know that that's what it's going to be. I mean, the whole reason you put an SD card slot on there. Uh, is to, to maybe uh, cater to the audience who wants to do uh, maybe not so quite legal things oh, yeah. with it. But, uh, you know, oh, hey, yeah. you can't stop anybody from doing yeah. what they want once they buy the hardware. Uh, but, yeah, That's pretty right. little piece of hardware. It's got, like, little touch pads on the side. I, I think mm-hmm. the screen is, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's bigger than the Switch, but it's at least comparable. It's yeah, it's a little bit larger than the Switch uh, in length. I think it's mm-hmm. about the same height as the regular Switch, not okay. not the yeah. Switch Lite, of course. Right, uh, but and I it think it's to a TV or it can connect to a TV, yeah, because yeah. it's got a USB C, so you can just get a, a either a USB C to HDMI output or uh, get like a USB C dock that yeah. has HDMI on it and has extra ports and stuff. They're going to be selling uh, their own dock, I think, right? I yes, think, but, yeah, but they, it, it does not come. Do yeah, it doesn't come uh, in the base four hundred dollar package right. that you buy. But you know, hey, still, right. that's that's a really good investment. Uh, and I I don't even yeah. really do a lot of handheld portable gaming. Like ninety five percent of my gaming is done docked um, to mm-hmm. some TV mm-hmm. in the house. Uh, but yeah. it's nice having the option. It is absolutely yeah. awesome. So it's already pre ordered. Then I can assume it is pre ordered. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I I didn't quite make the first batch of them. Um, you know, I got it in the cart and I got it into the checkout and I put in my credit card information. And I hit hit buy it and it's like error has occurred. It's like, oh no! So I just kept doing that over and over again. It took me it took me about half an hour to finally uh, to finally get it to go through. Oh my gosh! And uh, even in that short of time, I was already pushed out to quarter one, 2022 versus oh, no. in, in December. So, yeah. So it's not too far out, but yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit, a little bit past the first wave. Oh, and what's the price on that thing? Uh, the, it starts at three ninety nine, uh, and that's for, it comes with 64 gigs and, you know, of course SD card slot. And it even has an open NVMe slot inside. So if you want to pop it back off and put in a, a larger hard drive, you can. Oh, um, to, to make it even they, bulkier and heavier to carry around. <laughs> That's what you want. Well, actually, with the NVMe, it's not too bad because it's just a you know it's just a little bitty little bitty card. That's true. That's true. And then the the mid tier one, they all have the same as far as the same CPU and GPU specs and everything. Uh, Sixteen gigs of RAM, all that stuff. The only difference between the tiers is the amount of storage, mm. and uh, on the top tier, the, so the middle tier is what was it, five twenty, five so yeah, five twenty nine, and that comes with two fifty six, and then the top tier is six forty nine, and it is uh, five twelve, mm. and then they also on that one they also have a uh, anti glare uh, etching Ooh. on the screen. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, they make you pay the Very top tier cool. for that one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and that's that's probably comparable. Like if you, you just bought your own SD cards, that's what the cost would come out oh, to. Yeah. So it's kind of nice uh, you have the option to you know boost it and then still have the empty SD card, uh, so you can add exactly. even more. Because uh, yeah, exactly. you're gonna want to fill up. Uh, I mean, like you know, if you're playing PC games now, we're talking you know sixty. These these aren't Switch games that come on a little card. Yeah, like, yeah, these are these are right. definitely not Switch games. Hopefully what what people are talking about cuz you know they were comparing things that are on Switch and on PC and there's like a you know, one game that they were like, okay, this one's on PC and it's like 75 gigs and this one's on Switch and it's 12 gigs. And it's like so hopefully 
with this if it you know if it's popular and successful hopefully mm-hmm. the developers will start shipping uh lower yeah quality mm-hmm. yeah optimized things so that way it can get file sizes down hmm. to make it a little bit more comfortable on like the the 64 and the 256 gigs but we'll see but isn't that kind of the 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 selling point like you want that like it's like switch is so hampered like even when you're playing it handheld it's only 720 um, right, right. So to have the option to play, you know, 1080 with some of these high end graphics and have it be portable, like that's that's what you're paying the extra hundred bucks for. Um, yeah, yeah, and it and it would be nice, you know, it it would be nice if it could be like, okay, I'm I'm running the game at 720p, mm-hmm. so only install the 720p assets. Yeah, there you go. When I install it on my big beefy machine, that you know, I can run it at 4K. Yeah. Now give me the 4K assets. I don't need the 4K assets yeah. when I'm only running at 720p. That's a good so. point. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah. yeah, makes sense. And and I think the big thing from like a game development standpoint is like PC games are they're optimized to an extent, but really they just take up so much space. Like the latest Call of Duty has so much, like there's so much oh extra God, stuff in there that yeah. that you might not need in a light version. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. So. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, and and yeah. especially games like Call of Duty where we're essentially they just they put everything they like they they dump everything in the install and it's like i don't need 15 different languages of audio i know just give me english mm-hmm. that's all i want yeah. installed you know i remember so, that when i would uh, like when i reformat computers uh, on macs i'm not sure if they let you do it on windows um mm-hmm. but by default it wants to install all this localized data and it's like, this yeah. install is going to be 16 gig large. And then you uncheck all that shit. And you're like, your install is now four gigs. Like, really? Yep. You're going to fucking take up so that I can have the you know, Czechoslovakian language uh, on my PC right. that I'll, I'll never use? Uh, it's, it's, it's insane. Yeah. It's like they just figure, you know, you're, you're, well, your hard drive's big enough. You can, yeah. you can store everything. We'll put a terabyte in there. Oh, what do you need? Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's funny. It's all in bunny. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, I'll uh, look forward to hearing uh, your first thoughts uh, when you get it in uh, Q1 2022. Q1 2022. Oh, boy, fingers crossed. Uh, no, it's fun. What a time yeah, to live in. Yeah. And who would have known that like Valve, because um, I remember you know years ago when they started doing going out on their own, and they're like, oh, we're going to mm-hmm. make our own store. We're going to make our own peripherals. We're going to make our own controllers. Uh, and yep. we just think like, well, this company's going out of business. I mean, maybe they'll still make <laughs> software, uh, but uh, there's no way this venture is going to take off. And then here oh, we are. Was, what? How long has Steam yeah. been around? 10, 15 years now? Uh, 15, yeah. six, 16 years. Yeah, 2004 yeah. was the the public launch. I think they did like a beta in 2003. How do you remember that? Because yeah. uh, I was there. He was, he was there. I, and it's I your 9-11. Yeah, where were you? I was there, Gandalf. <laughs> <laughs> I was there all those years ago. Yeah, uh, I, uh, I remember being pissed because it was Half Life Two was coming out, uh-huh. and the only way you could get it was by signing up and, and getting it on Steam. And I was like, God damn it! I just want <laughs> just give me the disc. That's all I want. Just give me the disc. But now here you are, sixteen yeah, years later, sucking yep. from the Valve teat. Yep. yep. <laughs> and I am, I am all in. I love my Steam controller. I'm super excited that they kept the touchpads and stuff for the for the Steam Deck. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I don't have of theirs is the the Index, the VR. Oh. Uh, just because it's it's so ridiculously expensive. It's gorgeous, and I love it, and I want it. But mm, it's hard to 
look at a Quest Two that's you yeah. know three hundred dollars mm-hmm. versus a Index that's a thousand. It's like, is it really? Oh my god! If you get if you get the full package, like the just the the headset itself, mm-hmm. I think is like six hundred. Oh my god! Um, but then the Crazy. then you got to get the 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 controllers, which are like two fifty. Oh yeah! And then the lighthouse things that you had to put up around mm-hmm. those are you know another two or three hundred. I forget what those Jesus. end up being. Yeah, I, so I'm, yeah, it's it's nuts. I'm guessing it's not a four hundred percent improvement uh, from gameplay to justify that four hundred percent cost. Uh, probably not. Yeah. Probably not. I mean, I I can't obviously say for sure because I don't have the necessary. <laughs> experience with it but from my standpoint it's probably not worth 400 percent more yeah. i don't know what i like what would it have to do in order to justify that thousand dollars oh i think i'm gonna blow job while i'm playing it. i want more right. than vr right yeah. <laughs> but the cool thing is that i think and it speaks to the steam deck is that they make or whoever makes their hardware it's reliable stuff it's mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. quality stuff and it's not going to be like the nvidia shield which was a great idea on paper but it, it felt like paper too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. At least in my opinion, yeah. I, I felt really cheap to me, but yeah. you know, I think, no, I, I think I it's going to be a reliable piece of hardware. Yeah, I absolutely agree. The, yeah. uh, you know, I, I had been looking at, uh, like I, I was hoping when, when Nintendo, when all these rumors were going around about doing the, the switch pro or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was hoping that was finally going to happen so that I could get that and then hack my, my launch switch, oh. uh, and basically just hack it, install Android on it, put all the emulators on it, put Steam uh, Link on it mm-hmm. so that I could stream my PC games to ah. it. I was like, this is going to be perfect for, for you know streaming my games. It's going to be perfect for emulation machine. And then they come out with the OLED version yeah. with none of the upgraded hardware. All mm-hmm. it is just a little bit a little bit bigger screen. I'm like, are you shitting me? <laughs> <laughs> but there's an Ethernet port what? now. Yeah, <laughs> in the dock, like, and right. it's white. <laughs> really? It looks like the PS5 oh, now. God. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, it's, it's kind of that would have been a, a tough sell, but now you can get something even better for fifty bucks more. Uh, for, yeah, that does everything more, you want yeah. without all the exactly. the compromises, or so we say. Exactly. I'd be curious to see uh, what the battery life is on that thing, especially with all the graphics they're, turned up to eleven. Yeah, they're they're saying uh, you know kind of like the switch was is two hours to eight hours. Hmm. Um, <laughs> it's a big and they window. Said if you if you run uh, like Portal Two, uh, they said Portal Two at medium to high graphics, uh, sixty frames a second, was they were getting four hours on it. Oh, so all it's right, not too bad. That's pretty not good actually. Bad. And that yeah. is a game that I would want to play on the go. That's perfect Absolutely. case study. Absolutely, awesome, awesome. Uh, all right, looking forward to that in twenty twenty two. All right, we've stalled long enough. Let's get on to our uh, our main topic. We're talking about Metroidvanias, uh, and for those who don't know what a Metroidvania is, uh, it is a subgenre of action-adventure video game. This is according to Wikipedia. Uh, the term, obviously, is a portmanteau, they say, of the names of uh, the video game series Metroid and Castlevania. We know that. Uh, typically, here, here's, here's the key part now, because this is, this is the ground rules right here. Typically based on two-dimensional side-scrolling platform platform gameplay. Metroidvania games feature a large interconnected world map the player can explore, uh, though access to parts of the world is often limited by doors or other obstacles that can only be passed once the player has acquired special items, tools, weapons, abilities, or knowledge within the game. Uh, that's what Wikipedia says. How do you guys feel about that description? That's so crazy because I'm, I'm reading my, my kind of essentially Uh-oh. what it is yeah. description. 
and I wasn't even looking at Wikipedia, but I, other than all of the, the little thing about the locked off by doors or, or, mm -hmm. uh, you know, things like that, it's almost word for word. <laughs> even down to like it's an action adventure where you typically move in 2d side scrolling <laughs> it's like what <laughs> well good good i guess that means we all know what uh metroidvanias are we all know the rules mm -hmm. mark uh hopefully the games on your list uh, fall within that category yes yes mostly um i would say especially because of metroid prime it kind of adapted it to a 3d space 3D, i think yep. 3d I is okay that's true yep. Yeah, yeah. Other than that, I that's my definition too. Right. So. Spoken like a man who the... has uh, some 3D games on his list. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> What's up, Jay? And I also put in that uh, more recently, games have been doing uh, kind of genre blending uh, with fighting games. Uh -huh. uh, there's some stealth action. There's some rogue lights, not rogue like, oh, yeah. but rogue lights, mm -hmm. and uh, even a few souls like games like even dark souls could technically be considered yeah. a, a metroidvania yeah i guess so. technically yeah technically and like we said uh when we were texting yeah that, that term is kind of becoming nebulous uh almost any game uh you yeah. can say there's elements of metroidvania in it uh and yeah. I, I may have a couple of cheats <laughs> on my list as well uh so <laughs> look forward to seeing what we have all right uh, so we're going to do what we usually do, kind of go round robin, and uh, we'll talk about a game, and then move on. I, my list is considerably shorter than I thought it would be. Um, so I think what I want to do is start off by talking about the two root games that basically invented this Metroidvania genre. Uh, they are not the original Metroid and or Castlevania, or at least not in my opinion. Well, it is the original Metroid. You think so? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess. I mean, it's, well, okay. it started everything. You know, it it had true. The, it had it where it was all. You know, you had the doors that were locked off. You had the interconnected map and everything. So that that definitely started it. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, it wasn't until uh, Symphony of the Night. That's right. That uh, that the Vania portion of that came in. Yeah, because the Castlevania games <laughs> had kind of traditionally just been like side scrolling. You know, platformers. Kind of action, yeah, like, yeah, just mm -hmm. action platformers. Uh, I guess maybe. Part yeah. two started to... A little bit, yeah. Yeah, it had some, some different elements to it. Uh, yeah. Part three really kind of felt like it was veering towards that direction. You had more characters you could mm -hmm. choose from, uh, more weapons. It felt a little more RPG-y um, mm -hmm. than the previous. Uh, but then we had kind of a, a reset with Castlevania Four on the Super Nintendo where it was like straight-up yeah. action. Uh, Went back to old school, yeah. Uh, but it wasn't long before, yeah, Castlevania Symphony of the Night came along, kind of adding those RPG elements, the backtracking elements. I mean, <laughs> literally the whole game <laughs> is one big backtrack uh, when you look at it that way, yeah. but all the different power-ups. Uh, and one thing that Wikipedia, I think, left off of the Metroidvania genre description that, that I consider is uh, boss battles. There's always, like, some mm. huge level-ending boss battles uh, throughout yep. the to, to me, for a true kind of Metroidvania uh, feel, right? Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. But uh, yeah, yeah, definitely those big battles that are, like, significant of a end of an area or yeah. kind of that Mega Man feel, too, which I don't think Mega Man counts, yeah. but that you get their the power-up after defeating a boss kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think maybe some of the later Mega Mans uh, could be considered kind of Metroidvania. Yeah. Like, they... Once that that genre started getting defined more uh, more clearly, mm -hmm. um, I think that uh, I think that you could consider some of the later uh, Mega Man for sure. Yeah, I guess so. If we're we're playing loose with the definition, sure, why not? 
Yeah, yeah. And I hear what you're saying about the original Metroid starting and all, but I don't know why. I feel like all of the, I don't want to call them copycats, but all of the games that have pulled and, and created their own extension of the Metroidvania term. And from Super Metroid. It is Super Metroid kind of. It, yeah. It, and it's just because while Metroid did it first, Super Metroid did it better. Everything. The, did it better, yeah. The music, did everything. The atmosphere, yes. the graphics, the exploration, the, the number of power-ups, yeah. the boss battles, um, yep. much in, in the way that even, most... Go ahead. I was going to say, even like the even the simple things like the map. Yeah, you know, that's Metroid right. 1 and 2 didn't have a map. Oh my you God, that's to, right. You had to map it out yourself. We did. and we, I remember uh, going over to my friend's house and having graph paper and trying yep. to map out. All right, now we went down this way. There's got to be another way in there. Uh, yep. Because this should yep. butt up against that, and man, what a, what a primitive time we were living in, <laughs> really aging ourselves here. Mark, uh, this podcast is feeling really old. Uh, I'd like to hear your thoughts on either Symphony of the Night and or uh, Metroid. Yeah, well, I definitely agree with you, and I think I agree with you, Joel, because to me, it's the map that makes such a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Um, because another defining feature of a Metroidvania to me is like you see it. You you may not be able to get to it now, but you'll get be able to get to it later. Yes, even if it's just like a cliff or something, you're like, I mm-hmm. want to get up there. I want to get up there. How do I get up there? And then eventually you get up there, and it's like, oh, I got up the cliff. And it, mm-hmm. the map is a big part of that because it shows you all the different sections. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really late on the Castlevania part of it. Me too. Um, and to me, you know, people always told me, oh, you like Metroid, you'll like Castlevania. They're really similar, and it's like, oh. No, the the idea of like shooting versus melee, I guess, is kind of like such a huge thing to me that that's separated them. But yeah, but that's what I think brings in the vania of it to me. So yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I, I I hadn't made that connection, but you're right. Yeah, having to be up close and personal for the most part uh, mm-hmm. with your your Castlevania characters versus uh, Samus is just pointing in all eight directions, ain't she? Yep, yep. <laughs> Either of you have uh, Metroid Dread pre-ordered? As well. Oh yes, absolutely. I'm. I'm not. I haven't pre-ordered it yet. I will play that game. I will buy it. But I, I feel like I need to go through another couple of Metroid games first because when, when they build it as, uh, oh, this is Metroid Five. I was like, Oof, where the fuck was Metroid Four? And I didn't realize that uh, Metroid Fusion is technically Metroid, Metroid yep. Four. So now I kind of feel like I need to play that and also the remake of Samus Returns for the 3DS that I mm-hmm. I picked up and right. have not uh, played. Which is the same developers that are doing Metroid Dread. Yeah, it is, which uh, says oh, a lot. Yeah. They did such a good job. And uh, and now it really makes me want uh, Samus Returns on the Switch. Like, I wish yes. they would do a 3DS port so I could I could play yep. it uh, in the leisure of my couch or bed, as it I'm, were. I'm keeping my fingers crossed, but I'm not getting my hopes up because I, yeah, I, I yeah. know it's Nintendo. <laughs> I feel like that ship is selling. Yeah. And, it, and it's not, it's that thing where it's like too new to be doing a remake or a remaster of, not quite old enough. Um, so, uh, yeah, don't hold your breath for that. Uh, right, right. But, yeah, I, I'm with you, Mark, of those two genres. I definitely, I'm probably more of a Metroid fan. Um, and, yeah, love the, you know, in, in, in RPG games, they do a great job of starting you off, you have nothing. Sometimes you just have the clothes on your back, even if that. Um, and by the end of the game, you've amassed so much. And, and seeing that progress, that's really what kind of keeps you going. And having that element in a 2D platformer, um, I just loved. Because it's like yeah. you, you start off, and especially with Metroid, you start to get have that little rinky-dink um, you know, pellet gun, basically. Yeah. You can barely jump anywhere. You can't run very fast. 
And then with each power up, they do a good job. A good Metroidvania does a good job of uh, spoon feeding you uh, power ups along the way. Uh, yeah. Because if they just kind of threw everything at you at once, and maybe that's a problem that a lot of mo- modern games have, is that like they're giving you the kitchen sink all at once. And a good Metroidvania really kind of trains you and, and slowly doles out these power-ups yeah. so that you can get comfortable with one before they move exactly. on to the next one. Yeah, exactly. There's a great sense of rewarding fulfillment yeah. in a Metroidvania where yeah. you feel like, oh, I earned this power-up <laughs> and now I f- you feel more powerful just because yes. like, you can yeah. do so much more and you have access to so much more. And it's mm-hmm. so satisfying. I think yeah. that's why they're so popular. Yeah, I yeah. agree. And and I think, you know, going back to, to like Super Metroid, you know, and talking about how they kind of dole out these powers over, you know, over time and give you time to get comfortable using them. One of the things that, that still stands out to me with Super Metroid that very few other Metroidvania games do is really train you in-game. Yeah how to do things like, like when you get the, the speed boost run, mm-hmm. there's a, a little, um, uh, one of the little animals that you end up having to choose whether you save them or, or let them die at the end. Oh, yeah, It starts to run. And if you want to keep up with it, you got to run to, to keep up with it. And that's kind of training you, Hey, you need to use your speed boost to, to go ahead and keep up with this thing. And it's, they, they it's lit- just kind of genius. It yeah. is genius. They do that same thing with the, the morph ball, the first power-up yep. that you get. You jump over to get the power-up, but it's too high of a ledge to jump back. Uh, and yep. uh, you just kind of fool around with it. Of course, you know, back in the day, you've got two buttons and four directions. Yeah. So it wouldn't take you long <laughs> to figure out that pushing down got you into that morph ball. And you can just roll yep. right underneath. But yeah, you're right. In-game design um, without having to you know signpost it. Um, yes. Is, is yes. Part of uh, what or, makes a good Metroidvania. Or, yeah. Or hit you over the head with a with a big button prompt on the screen saying hit A to do this. Here's how you like, do this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Jedi Fallen Order, Jesus. <laughs> uh, that's, that skill tree. I don't think I'll ever fill out that skill tree. It's like, there's too many button combinations. <laughs> but I digress. All right. So uh, we have talked about the originators of uh, the Metroidvania uh, term. Uh, so now it's time to get into some uh, some games, some per generators. Uh, who mm-hmm. wants to go first? I am looking at. You know what? Let's go with Mark. I feel like I always call on Jay first. So uh, Mark, uh, <laughs> kick us off here. What's first uh, Metroidvania on your list? Yeah. So the first one is um, an indie title, and I think indies seem to do Metroidvania. Yes. Number one, they do them in high quantity, yes. and number two, yes. they do them really well. Really I don't know why well. that is, but um. The first one is a game called Zeo Drifter. It's by mm, Texas-based developer Renegade Kid, who were um, bias alert. They're they're kind of personal friends, but ah. also <laughs> they make really good games. Um, cool. And Zeo Drifter is so fun if you like Super Metroid. It's on the 3DS and the Switch, I believe. So if you're looking for, awesome. if you finish all the Metroid games and you're still waiting for Metroid Dread, Zeo Drifter is a good one to go to because it's a lot like Super Metroid. I mean. Is it like it's, a like a sixteen bit uh, graphic style? Mm-hmm. Yep, sixteen bit yeah. graphic style. You're a little spaceman or woman. I don't know if they ever say, but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's you another have a laser uh, gun too. So that's another thing with Metroidvanias, right? Surprise twist, character reveals. Yep. Yep. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's is. a lot of fun, and it kind of when I when Zero Drifter first came out, there was no Samus Returns remake. There hadn't been a Metroid game since Metroid Other M, so it really kind of scratched an itch for me. Yeah. I feel like now we're spoiled, but yeah. Zero Drifter is still like a classic go-to, and it's kind of short. It's like a 
six hour game if you're experienced with metroidvanias but it's still like a lot of fun hmm. i like the look of it looking at it now ten dollars on the switch store may have to mm-hmm. pick that up yeah i love the graphic style i know it's not a a, a requirement for metroidvania and in fact some of the games on our list are, are just downright beautiful but uh man i do love a pixel art uh, metroidvania game it really makes you feel like you're you're back in the 80s yes mm-hmm. yes or 90s and th- you could tell this game was made with that idea of um i, I they made a game they want to play and like mm-hmm. i said we were all thirsty for metroid content and so it really it, it's perfect it fits right in like it feels like a sequel to a metroid game it's it's awesome beautiful yeah uh, i like it all right jay top that buddy what do you got all right well uh going off kind of the same same idea it's another indie game and it's also straight up paying homage to uh to metroid and it it plays more like super metroid but it looks more like the original metroid Mm. kind of a little bit of a blend in between uh is axiom verge yes um this one you know when it came out i remember seeing um you know, seeing like the he got on the, the character or whatever gets on the on the little save platform, and I'm like, man, that's just straight up ripping off of <laughs> yes, off of Super Metroid, and and then I go in to look at it, it's like, oh yeah, he's he's literally saying this is an homage to to my favorite game, Super Metroid, and it's like, okay, cool, cool. So uh, yeah, I gave it a check. Uh, I know he's got a second one that just came out. Oh I really? Haven't, I haven't played it yet, um, nice. so I'm kind of excited to check that one out. But yeah, no the 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 art style straight up reminds me uh, and gives me those nostalgia vibes of the original Metroid, like the the real deep saturated reds mm-hmm. and the deep saturated you know blues and 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 distinct colors throughout the different environments. Like you go into mm-hmm. one environment and there's just all red on the walls and bubbles and things like that. That. <laughs> that uh, aren't in any other environments in the game. And then you go to another environment, it's all like metallic and, and there's, you know, little, little bars going everywhere. It's just, it's great to go through it. Um, it, It's another one of those ones that it kind of blends. It has some, some shooting, Mm -hmm. uh, but it also has some melee into it as well. Mm. And there's a, um, uh, your, your main, thing that you have is kind of like this drill it's not really a drill bit i think it's called a laser drill Mm. and you use that to uh, kind of dig your way through different areas but when you get to certain surfaces that it can't dig through then you've got to find the upgrade for the laser drill that Uh can now switch it over to to be able to dig through that surface um but yeah yeah great game yeah you're talking about talking about the graphic style uh i love that um you know, when in so many platformers, you know the, the the brighter, popular ones, the Mario Brothers, the the base color, the background color is always something lighter. Sometimes it's blue sky, sometimes it's white. Um, Metroids are always kind of black, and and yeah. even looking at Axiom yeah. Verge, like it's like they started with a black slate, and then the graphics are kind of piled on top. But the primary color, and it just gives you that that dark claustrophobic feeling that uh, that metroid yes. or that a metroidvania gives you because i guess castlevania yes. kind of falls in there too so it's not always just mm-hmm. gameplay um it's it's something about the tone it's something about um definitely the tone yeah, yeah. you're all alone yes in, uh... solitude that's right yes that's yes. a good that's a good point i never thought about that <laughs> these are the kind of nuggets you learn on this podcast stick around <laughs> we got all sorts and i think you. axiom verge 2 um is not out yet it's 
I think everybody's oh. waiting for it with bated breath, but probably by okay. the time this comes out, it's going to release because as of today, there's been a lot of like, um, oh, it's releasing before you know it kind of. From ah, nice. Excellent. That's Excellent. right. It was all probably. part of my clever uh, tie-in to yeah. uh, time the release go. of this episode with uh, Axiom Verge 2. There you go. 100% plan. You got yes. me. <laughs> <laughs> so look for that. Axiom Verge is our special Axiom Verge 2 uh, release episode. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, well, we've done you guys. I guess it's time for me to pick one up. And uh, well, I mentioned earlier that uh, some of these games they don't have to be uh, pixel art. They don't have to be sixteen bit graphics. Some of them are downright beautiful, uh, and that is true for my next game, which is Ori in the Blind Forest, which did get a, a sequel release. Uh, I think mm-hmm. within the last year or so, you can find that on all platforms. Yeah. I have not yet played that, but I have played uh, Ori in the Blind Forest on Xbox. And man, is it gorgeous. Um, and also kind of fits in with that feeling of solitude and, and darkness. This is definitely the game. I don't want to spoil anything, but it's one of the first things that happens in the game. But um, th- there's a death, you know, in the game. Yeah. And you spend the rest of the mm. game kind of, uh, you know, re- reliving um, moments. Uh, and they kind of give you clues, but uh, all in kind of an, uh, an effort to, to honor that, that fallen character. Um, but just a beautiful mark have you played this one so actually i have not played mm. it and mm. now i'm Sorry. understanding why all my friends recommend <laughs> it to me is because i'm such a big metroidvania fan yeah and people keep telling me you're gonna love this game i just know you are i just know you are you better play it and uh no i haven't played it and i've wanted to play it but i did not know it was a metroidvania so now i'm it is even more eager to play it well i will yeah. play zeo drifter if you uh play ori in the blind forest um yeah Finish. it's it's gorgeous. It kind of fits in with what we were saying as far as the rules go. You start off, you don't, you really just kind of can run and maybe you can do a little speed boost or something. But you get power-ups every now and then that totally change the way the game is played uh, and allows you to explore different areas. Uh, and it's got awesome. really, you're this little character, um, really kind of like a little speck of white in this in this um, dark world that you're surrounded by. It's got the huge boss battles. Uh, it's got the, you know, it's got the, uh, the, the secret tunnels and, and the power-ups that allow you to get to different areas. Uh, yeah, it's got all the things you want. It's got gorgeous music. Um, and man, mm-hmm. I cannot overstate how beautiful the art style is and, and the animation. Mark is a, is a fan of animation. Uh, I oh, think yeah. you would appreciate it on that level. Um, because yeah, there's some, I don't want to say Pixar level stuff, but everything's just silky smooth. The game always runs at 60 frames a second. Uh, and that, yeah, that adds awesome. to the feel. But it is a gorgeous game to look at uh, and a really fun game to play. Uh, Jay, thoughts on that? 100% agreement with you. I mean, yeah. the this is one that, that when it came out on Xbox, I was jealous because it was it was exclusive to Xbox for yeah. a long time. And, yeah. it, and it finally came out on PC, you know, five or six years ago. Mm-hmm. So I now have it, uh, you know, finally. But, man, when it, when it came out on Xbox, I was like, I, I was... I was tempted to buy an Xbox mm-hmm. just for this game. I actually did buy an good. Xbox for that reason. Did you? Well, it was, nice, not not nice. solely, but it was one of the games where I was like, "All right, when I get an Xbox, I'm getting that. I'm getting that, and I'm getting Ori and the Blind Forest." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was why I never played it. Also, because it was on Xbox, and and I too was tempted to buy one just because people kept recommending it to me. But I believe it's on Switch now, right? Both of them, the yes. first one and the second yeah. one. It is. Yeah, it they is. Are. And I think it looks yeah, okay nice. on Switch. I haven't really seen them side by side, um, but I would say if if it's a, it's, a, it's still not on PlayStation, huh? And will not be. 
I don't think so. Yeah. Because yeah. I think it's a Microsoft Studios. That's um, right. It yeah. is, isn't it? It's yeah. One of theirs. Yeah. So uh, if you have to play it on Switch, play it on Switch. But it's uh, it's such a beautiful <laughs> game. Uh, I I, w- I would say play it on the the most powerful machine that you have if you can. But yeah. but just play yeah. it. It'll do. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So. I'll be playing it on my Steam Deck <laughs> in 2022. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, Mark, I think we're going to throw it back to you. All right. Well, this is another kind of indie title. And what I like about this one is that it takes a unique spin, sort of, on the whole Metroidvania thing. And it's called Steam World Dig. Yeah. So, oh, yes. Part one or part two? A whole series of. No, I've played part. I played part one. Okay. I haven't played the second one yet. Um, and I thought it was so smart the way they handled it because. It's almost like you have like a it's not an oxygen meter. I don't remember what it's called, but you can only go so far before you start like getting affected by the environment, so you have to ah. resurface and spend the resources you've acquired and buying upgrades and then you can go deeper and you keep having to do that up and down um pa- a game pattern yep. and I don't know, it's just a fun time and the aesthetic is really cool kind of steampunky and Yeah. It's interesting cuz the whole Steamworld family of games, they're all a different genre. So if you like Metroidvanias, oh. Steamworld Dig is the one and I I don't know, it was a lot of fun. Have you guys played that one? Have not played Have it. it. Oh, go ahead, Jay. Yeah. I was going to say I haven't played it yet. Um it, it's been kind of on my radar. Mm-hmm, uh, me too. And and yeah, just it's one of those ones that's kind of eluded me for a while now. Yeah. It's two dollars and fifty cents. Go ahead. Oh my god! Wow, it's really cheap and it's it's pretty short again. I think towards it, it definitely has like a one of those difficulty curves that ramps up towards the end. But oh yeah, it's it's still pretty short. And I, by the time I beat it, I was like, man, this was so fun. I wish they'd do another one. And then the second one came out. And I was yeah. like, nice. awesome, awesome. <laughs> so you'll, there's a lot to do there, and it's a lot of fun. I hear people like the second one uh, better. I thought maybe that would be on your list, but that's that's good to know. The first one is good enough on its own to to make it. Mhm. And you know that 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 kind of reminds me you you're you're talking about them being a, being a little bit shorter games and mm-hmm. stuff. That that's also kind of a, a quality is. of of Metroidvanias where Absolutely. they're you know they're not super long. They can be because you can spend a whole lot of time trying to get everything, but if you if you're just if you're good and you know all the little shortcuts and you can and you can get through them like Super Metroid I I think the fastest I ever beat Super Metroid was like around like fifty six minutes. Whoa, whoa, oh wow! What? Yeah, that's wow. really fast. Yeah. How many times have you played yeah. through that? I, I've played through it a lot. Yeah, oh, it wow. was it was a lot. I mean, like the first, obviously the first time sure. through it, it was several weeks of of playing through and exploring and yeah. doing all of everything. So I got plenty of playtime out of it. And but just now it's like. Now that I know where all the all the little secrets yeah. are, and I know exactly where I need to go, and you know you don't have to to backtrack as much once you know mm-hmm. the shortcuts to different areas. Yeah. So you can you can pick things up quicker. You can uh, as long as you're accurate with like the missiles that you need to be accurate with. The, yeah. You don't need to go and get every single missile upgrade. You can just get the ones that you need to to be able to take out Mother Brain wow. at the end and. That's impressive. So, I'd like to see. You. I've mm-hmm. I've been watching uh, recently that game on on Twitch. People doing speed runs, uh, but yeah. didn't realize they could get through it that quickly. But yeah, thinking about the, it, I think your record right. is like in the forty or even in the thirty minutes for wow. That. wow. It's ridiculous how fast some of these people go through it. Well, you just got to shave another twenty minutes off your game there. 
play it a few more yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no problem at all. You know, <laughs> you bring something up, uh, and we, we touched on it earlier, but uh, I got to say, my least favorite uh, trait of Metroidvanias is the backtracking. Um, I, mm-hmm. I I know that's, that's kind of part of it, and, and I understand that's part of the exploration, right? You, you go, I mean, the original Metroid, we've been trained with Mario games. You know, you, you start here and you go right. And that was like yeah. the first game where you get, go right and then you can't go right anymore. So you have to kind of force yourself <laughs> to, to, to go left and, and, and mm-hmm. progress from there. So I get it that it's part of the gameplay. Some games, I think, do it better than others. Uh, man, That's I, what I yeah. was going to say, yeah. I, but yeah. I, I do hate a game that forces you to take the long way out. If I took a long time getting out of this, getting down into this tunnel, you, there better be like yeah. a fucking elevator yeah. or something at the end of it. Because I do not want to backtrack and shoot any more yeah. fucking yeah. space pirates. <laughs> the thing that yeah, annoys the- me the most is when the game early on puts like let's i'm just gonna call it like a bomb door or something like that yes. like in the first 10 minutes like you, you know i'm not gonna get that like, oh yeah i'm not gonna remember that in three hours four yeah. hours five hours mm-hmm. and i never do but then when i if i play the game again i'm like oh yeah there's a door here and it's like uh i'm going through a loop in my head where it's just like if every time I play that game, I'm like, oh, yeah, I got to come back to this door. I got to remember this door. Nope. I'll never come back to that nope. door. Yep. <laughs> You're absolutely right. That annoys me so yeah. much. Yeah. yeah, the 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 later games, they they definitely do it better. And and even like the, the newest, uh, well, I say the newest Metroid, the uh, Samus Returns, they added a, a teleport, you know, a teleport system into it. So you can kind of jump around the levels without Thank having God. to backtrack so much. And I remember people were pissed. They're like, this is not a Metroid game. It's like. Dude, you don't have to use the teleporter if you don't want That's to. True. You can yeah. play it like the old school if you want to do that. But see you in five hours. I'll use the teleporter because uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got things to do, places to be, exactly. right. games to yeah. play. Yeah. I will say on that note, though, Steam World mm-hmm. Dig. So the advice I always give everybody when I suggest it is Uh-oh. when I play games, I'm the kind of person who tries to kind of like glitch my way into places I shouldn't be getting. Ah. And especially in Metroidvanias, if I see a cliff or something, I'm like, I'm going to do everything I can to get on that cliff right now. Don't do that in SteamWorld Dig because you will get stuck. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. oh. I had to start over. I got so stuck. I oh, no. like I said, you have a limit of how much you can dig down. And I uh, dug myself in a hole. Literally. Oh, no. <laughs> it was the opposite of Icarus. You, you flew too far from the sun. <laughs> Exactly, yeah. Exactly. Oh, well, in the Balrog. <laughs> Fly, you fools. All right. Uh, let's move on. Let's see. Who wins just now? I don't even know. Mark wins. So, uh, yeah. Mark. Yep. Yeah. Jay, you're up, buddy. So, all right. I'm going to do another, another indie one. This one is probably going to be obscure enough that neither of y'all have heard of it. And mm-hmm. probably most people have never heard of it. Um... It's a little game called DLC Quest. Oh, nope. You're right. Yeah. Hmm. This game, it started out as a joke, and I thought it was <laughs> I thought it was just going to be a, a kind of a joke platformer, um, but it, it's a legit uh, Metroidvania because the the way that it the way that it's structured, you do have all the backtracking and stuff like that. Um, but it, it, you know, I say it started out as a joke is because when you start the game you can only move to the left mm. and you can't turn around and go to the right oh. until you get the DLC to move right. 
<laughs> and the DLC is, you know, it's built in the game. So you're not like actually having to buy the That's DLC. That's hilarious. <laughs> but you're collecting coins as you're going on the left so that you have enough money to buy the DLC to be able to start moving right. And now you can move right. And That's so you collect funny. more coins as you're going through. And then you get the DLC to jump. And then you can <laughs> increase all the things that you can do. It's adorable. It's a, it's kind of a little, um, uh, I'd say, I'd say probably a 16 bit style, but more in the, um, it's, it's kind of South Parky. Yeah. I was going to say kind of a, kind of a South Park. It's very, very bright primary colors mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, not, a, not exactly what you would expect from like a, a normal moody kind of a Metroidvania, uh, yeah, title. That is true. But it was, it was very fun. And it's, again, it's also a very short one. It's probably maybe three or four hours at the most. Good. I have too many 60-hour-plus games in my life. Right, right. I like a nice, shorter one. Yeah, that looks cute, man. You know what? And what's great about them, like this one's $2.99 as well. So you could probably get Mm -hmm. the last five games we've talked about for less than 50 bucks. Yep, yep. Loving it. All right. Uh, I guess it is up to me. Uh, I'm going to – this isn't necessarily a cheat. I feel like this is a a Metroidvania – uh, and in staying with the indie game theme, uh, this is one that I've talked about in a couple of episodes so far. Uh, it was one of my favorites. Uh, had had a big impact on me when I played uh, Greece for. Uh, well, I, it's on a lot of different platforms. I played oh, it on yeah, yeah. Xbox, but uh, or was it on Switch? I can't remember now. But um, Greece, uh, I think it's on Switch too. Yeah. I think you're right now. Um, independent developer, uh, small game, beautiful art style. The the art. Uh, has kind of this watercolor feel. Mark, you would love mm-hmm. it as a fan of uh, Skyward Sword. Uh, yeah. Which, by the yeah. way, I, I picked up Skyward Sword. Uh, oh, yeah. I got it the day after it came out. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, Jen and I had started Breath of the Wild, replaying it before we got that. And uh, here we are two weeks later, <laughs> still playing Breath of the Wild, yeah. even though I have a brand new uh, Zelda game to play. I have not popped it in yet. Uh, we are three out of the four Divine Beasts down. I think we're just going to have to knock this one out before we start a new Zelda game. But uh, tune in uh, to future episodes where we finally talk about Skyward Sword. Nice. Or nice. listen to our nice. Legend of Zelda episode from a few months back mm-hmm. that uh, Mark mm-hmm. guest starred on. Uh, to hear him talk about that. But I know you're a fan of that. I think you would like this art style as well in Greece. It's a video game about about grief. And in fact, uh, in in French, I believe, which is what, uh, or maybe it's in Spanish, uh, the word Greece stands for gray, the color gray. Gray, yeah. yeah. And, uh, I think it's French, yeah. It is French. And that's what the, uh, the game is kind of about. You're this little female character, kind of anthropomorphized, not quite sure what she is, she, but she kind of uh, embodies uh, grief. Uh, and and it's 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 kind of a sobering game, uh, but very fulfilling emotionally when you play it. But also from a gameplay standpoint, this is another one that's maybe four or six hours. I think uh, took us to beat it. Uh, but I think it it counts because uh, it's got a map that you can backtrack. It's got power ups that allow you to reach other parts of the map, uh, and it's got a couple of boss battles in it. And uh, that's all I need to declare Greece. And Metroidvania, so I, I like that game a lot. I love the art style. I love the feeling it gives me, even though it's kind of about grief, but it's it's kind of therapeutic and cathartic in that way. Uh, great soundtrack, uh, and yeah, something something fun to play with your uh, significant other. Other Jen and I played through that game over a weekend, and uh, I feel closer for it. I think, but yeah, uh, definitely a Metroidvania in my eyes. So uh, pick that one up too. That one's probably here. Let me look it up. I bet that one's fifteen bucks. As well, I was gonna say, I probably 10 15 bucks at the most. I think, oh, yeah, it is on Steam. Uh, 
for sixteen ninety nine. There you go. Check there you it go. out. Yeah, some great dollars on the iPhone. So. Ooh. Oh, you know, and this is another one though. I mean, it's so beautiful to look at. I don't know that the iPhone's going to do it justice. I yeah. would definitely yeah. recommend uh, picking it up on, even if it's just um, Switch. Um, you're going you're gonna to benefit from. From the, yeah. the graphics and color palette, but yeah, it's gorgeous, man! And some kind of two D animation there. Love the art style. Uh, I'm watching the trailer now, and it's just kind of bringing me right back. And you know, speaking of of Steam, the every quarter, like winter, summer, spring, fall, uh, they have a gigantic sale that usually lasts about two weeks, and stuff goes on sale for. Usually seventy five to ninety five percent off. It's crazy. Yep. It's ridiculous. So yeah, if you if you get if you want a game like that and you don't want to pay sixteen bucks for it, it'll be on sale there soon enough. That uh, Steam Deck looking better and better every day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No kidding. All right. Well, uh there was my contribution. So now we are right back to Mark. What do you got next on your list, buddy? All right. Yeah, so the next one I got is from Drinkbox Studios, and it's called Guacamelee. Yes. Ah, yes, that one's on my list, too. Yes, oh, it's such a fun game fun. that pays awesome tribute to kind of Mexican culture, and, mm. and it's you play the role of a luchador, basically, and you explore this the was what, what what is it called? I guess the afterlife or whatever. But yes, uh, yeah, it's kind the, of afterlife. the land of the dead. Oh, yeah. yeah. And um, it's very cool. It's very fun. And it's definitely more, I would say it's more in the Castlevania since it's all melee and, mm. and all, all, obviously by the name Guacamelee. Um, <laughs> and there's, there's a sequel. There's the Super Turbo Championship Edition or something edition. of the first yeah. game. And then the Guacamelee 2, which yeah. both games highly recommend. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I do love and the art. The style is fun and super colorful. Yeah, yeah. This was the one uh, that I was actually, uh, when I said, you know, blending genres of like fighting games, is this one is where I got that from because ah, yes, there are combos that you can do. You know, you've, you've got like, you know, not necessarily fireballs, but you can do like the directional arrows and hitting the different buttons in a certain order to do different combos. And that's kind of your power-ups or some of your power-ups throughout the game ah. is is learning those different combinations that you can do for while you're fighting yes and i love the art style because it's very kind of like gendy tartakovsky like a like a samurai yes. jack-esque yeah yes um, yes and i don't know that that helps with the theatrics of it all it's it's just super fun to play and i believe it's co-op Ooh, it's not the first the, one the second one's definitely the second one is co-op. Yeah. yeah yeah the second one definitely is i think the first one has Multiplayer, or I think Super Turbo Championship Edition added multiplayer. <laughs> Super I think Turbo the, Championship, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and I love the I love the playoff of the old uh, Super Street Fighter. Yeah. Um, I think the the original first one though. I think it's just single player. Oh man, yeah. I'm loving it. Yeah, I'm, I'm again watching the trailer right now. Yeah, that definitely looks like some co op going on in the sequel. Oh man, and here's another one that's uh, kind of bright and colorful. Doesn't really kind of fall into that same uh, dark uh, pattern, but uh, got a lot of death going on, so I guess yeah. in a Dia de los Muertos <laughs> sort of way, it uh, it is it exactly, dark. yeah. But yeah. what fun! Well, I mean, and I got you know, I got it on Switch, and I think they call it the One Two Punch Collection. It comes yeah. with both games, 
Um, but obviously, it's available everywhere. So, yeah. Oh, I see it right there. Yeah, uh, nineteen ninety nine on uh, Steam right now for two great games. For two for two games. Yeah. Mm. Sweet. All right, Jay, on to you, buddy. All right. Uh, this one's a little bit of a newer one. Um, it's also indie. Uh, I feel like we're <laughs> going to be on indie games for yes. a lot because they do they do Metrovania as well. Um, but this one uh, definitely embodies the sorrow and mm. the uh, solitude and that that just kind of that heavy theme uh, that you would that you expect from uh, classic Metroidvania. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one's called Blasphemous. Oh yes, I hadn't heard yeah. of this game until today when I was doing my research, and uh, mm. yeah, I am intrigued by this one. Tell me about it. It is it is great. Um, it, it's more on the Castlevania side because it's mm. it's much more uh, melee oriented than it is uh, anything uh, ranged. But you you basically your character is like you're you're trying to repent for some sin that you've done ah. and it's basically you're working your way through purgatory, I guess would be the oh. best way to call this mm. um, to try to redeem yourself uh, and, and, and earn your, your trip to heaven or whatever. Um, but it is, it's very dark. There's definitely the big boss battles, a lot of, uh, a lot of blocked off doorways that you, mm-hmm. if you, you're not necessarily finding the power ups to get through the doors, you're just finding the way around and then you open the doorway so that it opens up kind of a shortcut for you for later on, uh, when you need to backtrack through there. Um, it is difficult. There are, uh, kind of souls like elements to it to where oh, shit. when you die, you gain essentially like, uh, a a currency mm-hmm. that you that you have, and when you die, you lose that. No, nope. so you have to go and recollect it <laughs> oh, from where you died. I'm out. But there's a twist on that nope. because you have to fight your shade because your shade is hanging around this uh, this little collection of stuff oh. and will come and attack you when you when you, when try, you try to, to reclaim. Try to recollect. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. Now, do you find yourself dying a lot in this game, a la Dark Souls? Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. that sounds funny. Um, so every time you have to do this, huh? Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's definitely there are a lot of like uh, a lot of things that will do a lot of damage to you that can you know kill you in like one or two hits, mm-hmm. but they're very televised or not televised, telegraphed. That's the uh, word I was gotcha. looking for. Yeah. So you'll have plenty of time to to uh react to it it's not like it's like instantly something's going to happen and and you don't really have time to react to it so you can you can definitely get good at it as they say for for (laughs) dark souls um (laughs) you know like talking about dark souls i still suck at dark souls i i love them because they're they're incredible games but i still suck at them Right. Uh, but this one, this one was definitely like early on, I died a lot, but then as I, as I got more power ups, as I got, uh, you know, just better at, at 
reacting to the things that uh, I needed to learning how to slide under things or learning how to block or just jumping back in time to, to dodge something. Um, I definitely, you know, as you progress, you, you don't just progress in powers in the game. You progress in uh, your own ability to mm. get through the game. Ah, so. I like mm. that. And I'm looking at yeah. uh, the art. I love the art style. Art it, is gorgeous. It kind of feels like something that um, would have been on the Sega Genesis back in the day. Mm-hmm. It just gets like super mm-hmm. gory, kind of has that altered beast feel to it. Altered beast. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, but definitely yeah. refined and love the animations and the gore. Yeah, some of the character designs. Even the, your little character. I'm not sure what he is. He looks like a cone head, like an evil cone head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think that's like a... a I don't know if it's Catholicism or which which religion it is, which denomination it is, hmm. but it's some sort of a some sort of a, a hat that signifies that you're a sinner and oh. you know you have to wear that. That's kind of like your. It your sounds like red Catholicism. A. Yeah, yeah, the, the scarlet letter. <laughs> yeah, the scarlet letter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. I like that one. Adding that to the list. Oh, let's let's see how much this one costs. You guys want to take any any bets? Uh, I like think the price was, is right over here. I think it was ten bucks <laughs> when it first, when it came out. One dollar. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Let's, no, no, I'm just kidding. It's not one dollar, but that's oh, that's what, that's, that's what Price is Right would do. Uh, let's see. Uh, Twenty four ninety nine. Wow, one of the more expensive. Oh wow, uh, games yeah. we've been talking about, but uh, it's, it it's definitely gone up because when I got it when it first came out, it yeah. was only ten bucks, and it wasn't even on sale. It was just like. Here it is, ten bucks. Well, well uh, stick around for I the sale. I think it's because it was a. I think it was because it was early access when I when I first uh, got into it. Yeah, it's relatively mm-hmm. new. Just came out a couple of years ago, September 2019. Mm-hmm. Man, mm-hmm. I'm loving that. That is right up my alley. All right, there you go. Uh, so I guess it's is it on to me now? I believe it so. Is. Okay. On to me. Well, um, I mentioned that I didn't have a lot on my list, uh, and there's a lot of Metroidvanias out there, and I'm realizing as I'm researching that uh, I haven't played as many as I thought I had, but I'm aware of, of plenty of them. Uh, mm-hmm. And one that I am very much aware of and, and have bought and have started to play, just haven't gotten all the way through it, but uh, really impressed with Hollow Knight. Love the look of Hollow Knight. Uh, I watched a lot of it on Twitch uh, before I even owned it. Uh, you would just be up and people would be just doing those boss rushes and uh, it looked God, yeah. so difficult. Uh, so I, I, I appreciate that it's a Metroidvania. It has all of the, the things you would expect but also, it just looks like super heavy on on the action adventure side, mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah, uh, love the art style of Hollow Knight. And uh, I think that one, we've got a sequel coming for that one uh, down the pike as well. I believe, right? I mean, yeah, coming pretty soon. That's the oh crap, and I've already forgotten the name. <laughs> the, the Hollow the Knight sequel. Silk Song. Silk Song. Oh, Silk there Song. Go. There it is. Thank yes. you, Mark. Thank you, Mark. Yes. <laughs> now, have oh, either man. of you played uh, the original Hollow Knight? Yeah, I haven't actually I beaten have it yet. Not. Mm. Yeah, I haven't beaten it yet, but I have played it uh, a, a good amount actually. And one of the things that I love that they do with it is they have e- e- the the base story of the game mm-hmm. is not necessarily super difficult. Like, I mean, it it, it ramps up in difficulty as you go through it. But it's not like ultra ridiculous, like who the fuck can do this kind of, <laughs> you know, these kind of maneuvers and yeah. jumps and things like that. But they give you the option to go through 
the path of pain is what it's, oh, what it's referred to. And that's no, the super you. hard portion of it. That's like where you have to do the precise jumps and you oh, have to man. be able to, to stay, stay in the air essentially uh, with like your, your down slashes that you can do to bounce off of things mm-hmm. uh, while dodging like, you know, saw blades that are coming out at yes. you or dodging shit falling from the ceiling. And uh-huh. it's just like, I, I will not ever attempt a path of pain because <laughs> I, I already know that I'm not going to be good enough. Yeah. So why even put myself through it? It's not really what I play video games for, but it is fun to watch yeah. people on Twitch who are much better than I am. Uh, take that yes, on. Yes. Uh, and, Absolutely. And, and mostly what I, what I love about this is just, again, the art style. I think all of the games we've talked about so far, while they kind of still fit within this genre, have completely kind of different art styles, or at least unique mm-hmm. art styles. One doesn't necessarily look like the other. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe mm-hmm. there's some exceptions yeah. there, but uh, Hollow Knight definitely. I, I get a heavy like Tim Burton, Henry Selleck, yes. Nightmare Before Christmas yeah. vibe yes. from all of the yeah. character Burton designs. Or um, also, it kind of reminds me of Invader Zim. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The caricatures yes. of of these characters. Uh, yes. Yeah, that- they're. They're so ugly, they're cute. Yes, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. exactly. and, I, and I love it. It's got that that hand drawn like yeah. feel to it. Too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it seems like, and I'm I'm assuming that everything is hand drawn because the way that it looks. But it's just, it's gorgeous. Yeah, it's gorgeous. It, it, you you can tell yeah, that's one of those games where the art style appeals to me so much, and I've really wanted to play it, but I just haven't 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 done it. But yeah. I want to. Keep getting turned off by that difficulty, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I think it's worth it. Uh, all right, well, I kind of cheated there because uh, that was a game that I haven't played, um, and I have some other honorable mentions on my list that we can go through at the end. But uh, what do you say we go uh, one more round? Do you guys have at least one more game to talk about? Oh yeah, oh yeah, I have exactly one more. Perfect. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, then, Mark, I'm gonna throw it right to you. What is your one remaining game? Um, and this is my kind of cheat one. This is a lot of people don't think of when they think of Metroidvania, but honestly, it's my favorite Metroidvania. Ooh. And mm. and when I played it, I was like, that was the best Metroid game I ever played. Um, and it's the Tomb Raider reboot. The first what? one. The first Tomb Raider reboot. I promise it is such a good Metroidvania because exploration, check. Yep. Places you can't get to without certain power-ups, right. check. Yeah, backtracking check, some puzzle solving check. It is the ideal 3D, in my opinion, like wow. Metroid style game. And it even and has it the boss battles. Yes, it, it has does. The boss battles, yeah. not just exploration too, but story driven exploration. That is, yeah. true. I think, is such a huge thing, and a big map that you have to like remember how to get from spot A to mm-hmm. spot B. And huh. it, it is a number one. It's a great game. It's one of my yeah. favorite games of all time. But yeah. it is a great Metroidvania. And it's in 3D. It's in yep. 3D. All right. Yep. Yeah, I just played through that. Uh, uh, actually, I think that was in 2020 I played through that first one. And uh, didn't think about it at the time, but the way you're describing it, you're absolutely right. It checks all those boxes. Yeah. It's not a 2D platformer, but uh, I'll give it a pass. I mean, they I'll have this rocket doors, for crying out loud. You know, <laughs> like They have doors that you can only open with explosive arrows. It's like, yep. this is Metroid. I'm playing Metroid <laughs> yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I didn't even realize it. Well, I was yeah. Playing. That's a good wow. point. All right, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll allow yeah. it, Mark. I will allow it. Have, have, now, have you, on that. have you played all three of those now? Because I'm one and a half of those in. I've played the first two. Yeah. 
I really thought Crystal Dynamics had it down to a rhythm, so I think the third one had a different developer that I was kind of really oh, scared, no, but I heard it was really? amazing. So yeah, all right, yeah. I will get to it at some yeah. point because uh, yeah, I think that's a that's a it was, it was a great reboot of that franchise, um, and yeah. basically, you know, they took everything Uncharted and apparently Metroid had done and yeah. uh, rolled it into this package. Yeah, you're right; those are great games. All right. You mean the save points, you know, like the little fireplace true, save points. Yeah. Oh I was like, this is Metroid. I'm Damn. playing a Metroid game right now. Yeah. <laughs> and you're even a girl. It's not, yeah. right. it's not a secret yeah. this time, but you're playing a girl. <laughs> That's uh, right. Not a requirement, but it, it, it helps. It helps. Yeah. All right. I well, think Crystal Dynamics could do a killer Metroid game. I'm just saying. Yeah. I mean, obviously, but yeah. yeah. Well, maybe yeah. when uh, Retro Studios gets fired by Nintendo for Metroid right. Prime 4. <laughs> They'll hand that property to them. Uh, Who knows what'll happen? Uh, uh, all right. Well, Jay, you have the honor, Jay. Of, uh, uh, yeah, what's going to come out first? Your Steam Deck <laughs> or uh, or Metroid uh, Prime the Steam 4? Deck? Yeah, clearly. Yeah, the that Steam one already Deck. has a release date. Yeah. <laughs> we know already. All yeah, right, Jay, yeah. you have the honor of uh, talking about our last Metroidvania game. All right, the last one. Let's see which one I want to go with. Okay, um, it's another indie one. Mm-hmm. Surprise, surprise. Of course. Uh, this one mixes kind of that dark, uh, not necessarily the dark atmosphere because it's very, it's a limited color palette, black and white only. That's it. Um, so it's kind of dark backgrounds by default. Uh, but this one is Gato Robato. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah. It's so adorable. You're, (laughs) you're this, you're this tiny little cat. And I forget the the beginning part of the story, but your your master or whatever, uh, you're trying to get something to revive your master, but you can't get around. So he's built you this little robot suit that you <laughs> jump in, and you're able to to explore these these levels and fight bosses and and get power ups and stuff. But then you'll get to certain parts of the levels where you can't progress any further with the robot suit. So you got to get out as the cat and, you know, go through little tunnels or swim and you can't take any hits while you're as a cat. Otherwise you're dead. But when you get back in the suit, you can, you know, you can take a few. That's hits, awesome. It's, it's wonderful game. Uh, uh, and it's just, it's adorable. It's adorable. I now, love it. Now I've why have been sold on a game so quickly? This sounds <laughs> so fun. I think I'm going to buy it right now. Awesome. Well, awesome. Uh, let's let's take a guess then. Uh, what do you think the price for uh, Gato Roboto is on Steam, <laughs> Jay? I'm gonna I'm gonna go nine ninety nine. All right. Uh, highest without going over. Well, hold on, Mark. I'm I was hoping for five, but ten would be good too. All right. Well, uh, you're both five. You're both close, but uh, Mark is the closest without going over because it is seven ninety nine right 799. now on, on yep. Steam and also on Switch. Which uh, yeah, this. So, mm-hmm. Just by what you described, it sounds almost like Blaster Master, but with a cat. It's very similar. Yeah, it's very similar. Yeah. I, I, wow. I, I like that they committed to the black and white motif. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, they could have very mm-hmm. easily made this color. Um, it, it looks like a Game Boy game for, for that it does, reason. Yeah, it does. Uh, which I am not I think they at. even have an option to change. Uh, instead of it being white and black, I think they have, like, different colors. So you can even do, like, the old green the and black. The green. Oh, like, like Game Boy. Oh, nice. I would probably opt to play it that way. 
right. And look at that. Also came out in 2019. Well, we are, uh, have no shortage of Metroidvania titles uh, now and probably for in the future because uh, this is a genre that's not going away. People continuously iterate on it. And uh, yeah, man, I'm here for it. Love me some Metroidvanias. And uh, good job, guys, bringing a, a healthy list to choose from. Uh, I'm going to drop $60 on uh, about a dozen games, it sounds like, after this episode. Awesome. So, uh, awesome. <laughs> I am sold. Listeners, uh, if there's a Metroidvania that uh, we did not mention that is one of your favorites, uh, feel free to sound off uh, either on our Facebook page. You can find us there, 16-Bit Gladiators, of course, uh, or on Twitter. You can follow us and tweet us at 16-Bit Gladiators. Uh, if you can't remember that, just remember 16bitgladiators.com, uh, where you can listen to all of our episodes and uh, find links to all of our socials there. All right, well, uh, on the next episode of 16-Bit Gladiators, uh, we've done a couple of music-themed uh, episodes on this podcast, but we've always been talking about the music in video games. And if uh, you listen to Volumes 1 and 2, of our uh, video game music episodes. You'll hear us play you know, tracks from, from some of our favorite video games. But one of the things we haven't tackled is uh, you know, games where music is kind of part of the gameplay. Uh, you know, musical games or rhythm-based games. Uh, you know, just off the top of my head, you know, Guitar Hero was all over the place. A game like that where you really... Uh, that that was the game, and uh, you know, introduced different peripherals. Of course, there have been a slew of uh, rhythm games that have come out in years. Sometimes they're skinned uh, in in previous games that we know and love. So that'll be our topic next week: uh, music and rhythm games, right here on Sixteen Bit Gladiators. All right, Jay, thanks again for bringing it, buddy. Absolutely, thank you. And Mark, appreciate you stepping in and guest hosting at the last minute. Uh, always love your contributions. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Uh, but most importantly, thank you, the listener, for listening to our humble little podcast. And we'll see you next week on another episode of the 16-Bit Gladiators. Bye, guys. See ya. Bye-bye. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. What the fuck are we going to do now? You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.